Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. Trisha Helfer went from a successful modeling career to a successful acting career, appearing in Battlestar Galactica and recently as Dracula and Van Helsing, the talented actor in a moment. Hi, this is Tony Tolado. Very honored and very happy to have Trisha Helfer on the phone. She's been a busy la- uh, lady recently, uh, going to be on the new Creep Show coming up, and also uh, coming up as Dracula on Van Helsing. Welcome. It's great to talk to you, Ms. Helfer. Thank you. Happy to be here. Before we get into the roles, I I guess you do this consciously, or, or maybe it's just the way you like to do, you know, you like to pick your roles. But you always seem to be challenging yourself. You could easily have played it very safe after Battlestar Galactica, and yet you continually challenge yourself, and that certainly draws my admiration. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. It's um, that's one of the fun parts of acting, right? Is uh, to to try and challenge yourself and 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 do do fun things as well. Oh yeah. So I was actually at the roundtables with you for Creep Show in San Diego. So that was cool. And, and getting you for a few minutes like that was awesome. And I've seen you as Van Helsing, but I won't get very specific because I think people have to discover you that way. You have seen a little bit of, her her of Dracula? Oh, oh yeah, well, I have. Thank you. Yeah, that was quite an entrance. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little, a little as you say, challenging, a um, little daunting that's for sure i mean it's such an iconic character oh yeah but you know i love her love her look i think people will be very pleased by the way uh, she looks i hope so yeah i mean you know it's it's that's one thing that the the writers and the creators and hair and makeup team and i were were on board with right from the beginning it's it's nice when you have a cohesiveness right from the beginning instead of everybody coming in and having a different idea of what our version of the character should look like to seem to, to, to fit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, as far as how to play her, was that, did you draw from the script or I guess you were talking to the producers about how to approach her? You know, it all really happened quite fast. I, um, as you know, TV does, right. (laughs) You don't don't often have the liberty of having months to prepare, um, something as you do in, films, especially larger feature films, which I've actually never done. I didn't purposely try and, you know, go watch a bunch of other, you know, versions of the character or movies or things like that. I didn't want to be skewed by that. So I really myself just went off our script and and watching some of, of started from the beginning, watching some of season one. And um, I actually had talked to Michael Eklund, who I know, and I know was also has also recurred quite heavily in the, in the series throughout. And and he told me, he goes, oh, you got to go back and watch. Can't remember which season or which episode it was right now, but um, I think it was the season that wasn't on, wasn't currently on Netflix at the time. And so the producers sent me mm-hmm. all the, the those episodes. And you're, you're, you know, Dracula talked about this with Abraham, and and so I watched that. And so for me, it was really just just going off our story, you know, the story that they've already created, uh, you know, the reimagining of this timeless brand, right? Yeah. And the vampires that they have and the villains that they have. And, um, and then just went, went up to set. And then once we, you know, we figured out the look and, and um, then I talked a lot with Jonathan Scarf. He actually directed my first episode. 
Um, oh, cool. I've done two for season four, uh, episode seven and episode 13. And Jonathan mm-hmm. and I had worked together before as actors um, in a movie, uh, you know, a few years earlier. So we knew each other. And, and so he was directing this episode, which was really nice because we already had a shorthand. Talked to him about it. And, and, and so, yeah, I just kind of went in with, with my own version of it and was was willing to talk about it as you go. And, and I always like that. That's kind of how I work is like discuss it and then just kind of put something out there and then tweak it if need be. So I think if anything, you know, it was, it was written well and it was, it was on the page. And I, th- I think if anything, I made her, I made her grand in some ways. And then in some ways I tried to make her smaller. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a scene when you first meet her, which you probably would have seen where she uh, oh, yeah. without giving away too much. She, uh, <laughs> she first, you know, says Dracula. It was written mm-hmm. very grand. And I wanted to make that smaller because she is, she wasn't in front of an audience. You know, she wasn't in front of a crowd of people. She was, it was a very intimate moment in many ways. And so I wanted to make that smaller. So there's little tweaks like you make like that. But so much of it was just on the script. They, writ, they, writ, they wrote just a delicious character for me. Yeah. When people see your scenes with Kelly Overton's Van Helsing, I, I mean, talk about those scenes were, if anything, I, for lack of a better word, electric. Uh, what was it like to play with her, play off her? Uh, it was fantastic. I, I hadn't met Kelly uh, prior. Uh, the first time I, mom- I, I met her was actually when we were starting filming. <laughs> you know, I hadn't even seen her the day before, I don't think, in hair and makeup. Um, and, you know, such a trooper. She, I think she was five months pregnant at the time, too. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so she, she was a trooper, very welcoming. And uh, she, was, she was just great to work with. We had a few moments where we uh, had trouble not laughing. <laughs> but um, that's, you know, you always got to take the enjoyment in the scenes as well. But, yeah, looking forward to uh, working with her working with her some more in in my next episode i don't i don't get to uh work with her so i won't tell you why i won't tell you the reason but um Mm -hmm. i get to work with a couple of the other wonderful cast yes you do you do a great job with them and uh yeah i just kind of like the way she kind of maneuvers around people and uh you know and, and you know she's very crafty and you could tell that she's somebody who's lived a long time Yes, thank you for for noticing that. Yeah, I wanted to make her, you know, at least at this point that we see her in this season, she she is all powerful. Like there's an enjoyment mm-hmm. that she gets. Um, I'm sure, you know, if we're lucky enough to go further and everything that that we'll we'll see, you know, other facets of her. Maybe if she gets a little rattled or uh, rage or something. But at this point, she's very. She's very happy to be to be freed, so to speak. Um, but there's an enjoyment and there's a manipulation and there's a toying with her that she really enjoys because she doesn't have an equal at this point. So mm-hmm. there's nothing really that that rattles her, and and so she takes she takes particular pleasure in being in control and using that against the others and so especially with nicole and and kias lovely lovely yes. lovely young women and and they're both quite small you know and they're fighters and they're you know so they're in combat boots and you know and they're <laughs> kicking ass 
And then here I am six feet tall and they've got me in four inch heels. And it was just, it was very funny. Some of the scenes, cause we're just, you know, obviously they're younger characters in the show and the Dracula came in. There was just this power just because of the physicality that it was so fun to play with and accentuate as well, you know, and with yeah, the toying yeah. with them kind of thing, because oh. there's such a, a height difference. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. We, 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 uh, the three of us giggled a lot. There's more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. There's more with Trisha Helfer in just a moment. Let's get back to my conversation on my Christmas marathon with Trisha Helfer. I got the sense that it's kind of like you're really playing in my playground. I've done this many times before, and you don't know you don't know what you're dealing with here. You know, there was a confidence about her that I really detected. Definitely was trying to get that across, so I'm glad you picked that up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about another great role uh, on on Shudder's Creepshow. And, you know, we I mean, Greg Nicotero's behind this and you couldn't say too much in San Diego, but kind of tell us about who you play in this particular. uh, It's a story. It's not it's it's like they're little stories like the comic book is. So it's not it's not like a a long uh, series part. Right. And, they, you know, they stuck even, even with, you know, the original movies, right? The George Ray Romero and the mm-hmm. King, they were these, these stories within, right? Like uh, yeah. vignettes or whatever you call them. And that made up the entire length movie. And that's with, with our, our series. It's the same, as you know, there's, I think there's 12 stories uh, made into six episodes. And there's some, again, because I'm only in one, I wasn't privy to the rest of the script, so I don't know all of them. With mine, it, to me, it it has a a little bit of a reminiscent vibe of the, uh, the hitchhiker one Mm. in the original movies in it's in, in the, in the way that it's, I mean, a different, different story, but in the way that it's, I play Lydia Lane, powerful woman of the year, business, business executive, businesswoman, and she, she makes a choice. I'm, you know, not necessarily saying it's the wrong choice, but she makes a choice partly based on her own desires and, and it could be considered selfishness, but again, you don't know if it's the right decision or not. She, she, she chooses to promote one person, one of her employees over another. And there is a selfish element to it. And it's the, the fallout that ensues and the, and the kind of guilt, and it's, it's really struggling with her conscience. So there's, of course, the scariness that happens, and, um, <laughs> but it's, it's a manifestation of her, her, you know, one of the employees ends up, there's an accident, and then she makes a series of, it's a series of wrong decisions, really, and she makes the choice to try and cover it up, even though it wasn't her fault in the first place. <laughs> Um, but a series of wrong decisions and, and how that can spiral and then how that can, can work on your conscience and, and make you just start questioning yourself and questioning what's going on and questioning reality. And, um, and then she gets stuck in an elevator with an earthquake um, uh, in right. LA. And it's funny because we were filming it and not too later the, the, the earthquake happened here and, <laughs> Oh, a little, okay, yep, yep, we forget that we can be in an elevator when something like that happens, and you can be uh, stuck with a corpse, and maybe not, maybe not that happening, but, <laughs> hmm. um, <laughs> and it's just the unraveling of her mind over, over the 36 hours or whatever it is that she's stuck in there and questioning her decisions, and, and yeah, and getting to the place where, where it, it finally ends up. 
Met, answer for you. <laughs> no, no, that's a great answer. Uh, we actually had met, Sci-Fi used to have these great Christmas parties or holiday parties years ago, and you had just done Ascension, and we talked briefly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just I was just talking to you about how you made the transition from modeling into acting. But the role in Ascension, there were so many layers to her and I'm really sorry people didn't enough people didn't see that because that was a really good two uh, two episode miniseries and uh, and you were just terrific in it as I said many many layers to her. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, the, Viandra was if we had gotten a second season, which I think everybody involved thought there was going to be, but there was you know that was all business at the end of the day because I, I I think sure. my knowledge it did well for sci-fi that hmm. that Viandra was really going to take on more of a captain role and I was just like you know salivating practically thinking about it because I I knew Viandre we were just getting to we were just peeling away the layers of Viandre in the first season mm. and oh, uh, yeah. yeah so yeah I was sort of salivating at the thought of that one but such is the business and such is life right and, and you certainly have done your share of video games too and actually <laughs> i've actually played a game that you were voicing edi and mass effects so, or ed and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i did it did and it's like that's definitely trisha helfer I, I recognize your voice right away uh a lot of technical dialogue in that one though yes as in quite a few video games, but um, <laughs> that was actually a little, once you got used to it, it was okay. But um, I will say with the Mass Effect games, you, you know, everything was so I, not secretive, I guess, but then you, were, you weren't given anything the night before. So some of that technical dialogue, it doesn't just roll off the tongue <laughs> and no. you would, you'd show up on set and they'd have everything on a computer screen. And every, the, the first time you're reading a line, it, it's being recorded. So uh, a few of the other games I've I've done I've I've had at least the luxury of having uh, you know the lines the night before so I can familiarize myself. But obviously yeah. when you're doing you know the third game after you know you're, you're, you you get a little more aware of it as you're going along. But the, the first few times you're taping, you're like, um, what am I what am I saying here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the best thing about it is that. You know, she does all these amazing things and uh, you're not actually doing them and you don't even need a stunt person for them. So uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, like, that's like the best job you can get. Right. And I was so happy in the third game when she gets a she gets a body that, or she, you know, she, she takes on a form right. so that she can uh, actually go out on the missions herself as well. So she can be part of the team in a way that she couldn't be in the first in the second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Joker. He had such a crush on her. <laughs> uh, yes, he did, and 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 she uh, even for an AI, she had a she had a way of 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 using that and teasing him a little bit, didn't she? Yes, she certainly did. She certainly did. So, uh, what what's coming up for you? Just well, I'm actually taping um, a, a podcast. We're taping the second season finale of I do a podcast called Battlestar Galacticast with Mark. Bernardi. That's right. And we're partnered with Sci-Fi Wire. And uh, we've been fortunate. Uh, Bear McCreary gave us a little, you know, gave us our uh, theme music. And we've had a bunch of guests on from Ron Moore to Eddie Almost to pretty much the, like so many people. Um, tonight, uh, Rekha Sharma is going to join us. Tori has recently come into the series. And 
And nice. uh, we're also doing a special episode with um, John Carroll Lynch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the show great. And was instrumental in actually the, the podcast starting. Um, so I've been doing that. So we're, we're just going to wrap up the second season today. Um, and then we're planning on doing the, the third season, get, get, taking a little bit of a break and then doing the third season and, and the fourth season and doing every single episode and, and the MOWs. So that's what I've been kind of doing in my spare time. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, it's it's a good way to kind of reflect on the show, too, now that, you know, some years have passed, too. Oh, absolutely. It's been it's been a real treat for me, actually, because I I had seen every episode, but not necessarily, you know, something. This was this was back before streaming, before Twitter, before all, you know, all of that. Oh, yeah. Binging yeah. And, and sometimes you'd be on set and so you'd tape it, but or maybe you'd have already seen a rough cut, so you didn't. You know, and, and so to actually go back, you know, 10, 15 years later and, and, and watch the show, I can watch it. I mean, I can't fully disassociate, obviously, from it, but um, it's bringing up such memories. And then um, and there's things I've completely forgotten about what happened. <laughs> and uh, so to be able to go and just, you know, focus on each episode and focus on the things. I mean, the show is so brilliant. The writers are so brilliant at incorporating you know, into this science fiction show, into this space show, just such heavy themes on life and survival and, and politics. And, and, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a real treat. We do, we have fun. Yeah, doing very, of course, there's certain heavier topics, but then we also laugh a lot and, and oh, have a lot of fun. Good. So very special group of actors that, uh, you know, when, when, when that comes together, that's like lightning in a bottle. Yes. I'm fortunate to call them all my friends yet. It was a, with all the family. So it was a special, special experience. Nice. I was with two of them last night and one of the producers at the, at the Halloween Horror Nights. So I was with Michael yeah, talk about, and his wife. Oh, that's nice. So talk about that. How was that? What was that like for you? The Horror Nights? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just terrible when something jumps out. Uh, this is only my second time there. And the first time I cried 15 minutes into the park. And this time I managed to not cry. But I, I will say I did fall over four or five times when something jumped out at me. And uh, I was no, Sandra is just as bad, Michael Trugo's wife. So we were no longer allowed to go first. We had to have the arm of either... <laughs> one of our friends, Sharn or Michael, because when something jumped out and we jump back and then you inadvertently step on somebody's foot and fall over. And it's like a, a series of dominoes with people behind you. Yeah. I had a, I had a few scares last night, but uh, the creep show, <laughs> the creep show maze is fantastic. If anybody's going to it, they definitely should check, check that maze out. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's great to see uh, creep show back. Uh, you know, it was, I remember it's really I don't know if you know, but it's really an affectionate tribute to what used to be called EC Comics, which was a horror comics that was out in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And Creepshow is kind of like a a, a, a cinematic and now a video uh, stepchild of it. But it certainly captures the gore and the scares and and really some of the themes, too, of it. So uh, I'm glad it's back and certainly glad that Greg is behind that, too. Oh, absolutely. Greg is just, he's so amazing to work with. He's such a lovely man. So thrilled. Like he's just, he's like a kid in a candy store still, you know. Um, he, I remember walking into the production office 
and I hadn't met him before. And I was with Danielle Lynn, who's my, uh, my co-star in the episode. And he, he walks up, he sits, sits down and he introduces himself. And he's like, look what we just did. And he proceeds to show us on the phone. And we're looking, there's this guy standing there and all of a sudden his head blows up. And both Danielle and I are screaming. I'm like, wait, why, why did you show it? And he's like, you want to see it again? We're like, no. Like, warn a person. Like, here we're thinking there's going to be some, yeah, of course, it's creep show. But <laughs> he just has such energy and obviously knowledge of the, the genre. And, and I hadn't seen the original, so I went and watched the original. And I just really, really enjoyed them and re- enjoyed also the humor in some of them. Oh, yeah. Very much so. That's great. Well, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. And again, I just admire that the choices you make and, uh, you know, you're not limiting yourself to anything. And I could certainly see you doing, turning around and doing a comedy with uh, little or no effort. I think you had that in you. Oh, thank you. Yes, I would. I would love to. We'll put that out in the, (laughs) out in the, uh, the the air. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And thank you all for listening to Sci-Fi Talk as we talked with uh, Trisha Helfer, Creepshow, and also Dracula on Van Helsing on Sci-Fi. Take care, everyone.